0: Now from the Daytona Beach News Journal, and he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR, Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race.
1: Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. <laughs>
2: Hey, everybody. This is Godwin Kelly. And uh, today we're in the Daytona Mot- Motor Mouths podcast room. Um, there is no Ken Willis.
1: I feel like I should get one of those, you know, like on TV shows. It's like, you know, guest starring Zach Dean at the end of the credits. Right. I feel like I should get that. I, but I've been I've given up on trying to get my name in the promo. At so, this point, I don't want it
2: so ken willis uh informed us on monday he would not be here <laughs> better late than never yeah uh so uh zach dean who uh is my protege uh someday you'll be in this seat zach.
1: wow wait did you, uh, i've been in that seat when you're not here does that count <laughs> you mean permanently
2: Well, I'm not talking literally. I'm talking figuratively.
1: Someday I'll have my name in the intro.
2: Yes. Someday you will be in the intro. Um, Yeah. You know what? It'd probably be a good idea if we made three intros. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like this one because it has Mike Joy in it. Emerson's own Mike Joy, of course. Me and him are Emerson brothers forever, even though we graduated about 50 years apart. So,
2: um, today in the uh in lieu of the absence of hey willie mm-hmm. and you know it's funny because i thought i saw some texas rangers around here you right know, the yeah. law enforcement mm-hmm. and they were i think they were asking for them, so i don't know what's going on there <laughs>
1: Got you know they can for his arrest
2: there's a hundred texas rangers and they have the ability to arrest people outside of texas did you know that no that's a cool gig yeah they're like they're like federal agents Texas has a whole lot of different rules. Yeah, you know,
1: Texas is a big weird place. It is.
2: It could actually divide up into I think five different states if they wanted. That's oh,
1: so what they're getting ready to do in California. Apparently, <laughs> I saw they're going to make it like three different states. So.
2: <laughs> oh, so okay, so wherever you are, hey Willie, we love you, we miss you, kind of maybe. Yeah, has birthday Tuesday, so. Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't in a good mood. You know, he's at that age now where you have a birthday and you're in a bad mood. Yeah, birthdays or something yeah. pisses you off. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Um so let's just run through a few of the topics that we're gonna touch on today. Cool. One of the one of the big topics, the buzz in Daytona today and today's Wednesday, um was the uh, appearance of one Eric Jones. Eric
1: Jones, driver of the number 20 D. Walt Toyota? Yeah, Cool. From Joe Gibbs Racing. JGR.
2: Yeah. So he had a media op, as they say. Uh-huh. And uh, I basically spent hours with this kid. Wow. Yeah. I had two different rides. We'll get into that. Um, also on our list is uh, what happened at Michigan, which... Uh, was crazy
1: the hundred and twenty lap shootout at Michigan? Yeah,
2: it was crazy. <laughs> it's like a mud
1: shootout over there.
2: Well, it was like a it was like Ford. Yeah, it was like it was like a Ford exhibition race. Mm. I mean, it was crazy.
1: Well, I it make sense that you know Michigan, you know Detroit Ford. If, if ever Ford's going to dominate it, you want it to be in that at that track home yeah. track.
2: Yeah. So um, the other thing would be. um... We have various clips from people, including Trace Atkins. You know Trace Atkins. There's there's um the reason that I used people like Trace Atkins is because of the uh unusual voice pattern great voice yeah
1: great voice yeah. big nascar fan and he gives a great command yeah. so yeah i like trace atkins
2: so before the race um they always bring the honorary starter and the grand marshal in mm-hmm. and say a few words and uh it, i just love that guy's voice yeah. i mean it's just unbelievable it's so velvety and smooth it's it's like a golden hot latte
1: wow yeah so trace atkins voice is like the equivalent of a pumpkin pumpkin spice latte
2: (laughs) perfect and um so with um eric in town that's eric with a k yeah by the way um i took the opportunity to do a little uh motor mouse interview with him you took
1: motor mouse on the road yeah baby cool
2: So we'll have that and uh, much more. So uh, why don't we get this baby started?
1: Crank it up. What do you know? Pull those belts tight one more time, as Larry Mack Reynolds would say. We're going to take
2: a little short break, and then we're going to get to it. Cool. What do you know? What do you know, Zach? What do you know? You know what? Uh, I know that Ford has—you know what Ford's secret is?
1: (laughs) Oh, God, I don't know. I'm sure— I'm I'll tell Shady you. Would love it's to two, know. two words, Doug Yates. Oh my God! But here's the thing. I mean, they weren't good last year. Like, I, if I'm not mistaken, it took until Kevin Kevin Harvick didn't win until Sonoma last year, right? Is it just because their body types are just just work well with this new OSS system? Is it a combination because Chevy is just light years behind? But all of a sudden, after Toyota dominated last year, so it's like Ford is just. I mean they're more dominant than almost toyota was last year right. and, and and they didn't change anything the only thing that changed was oss so i've got to believe that's got to have something to do with it that's no? it that's it
2: you got it so basically all the <laughs> i hate to say it like this but like all the cheaty kind of stuff that yeah. you could do well with this new laser measuring system it's you know it's so precise you got to be right on the money
1: or as jgr learned today <laughs> or you get fined and you lose yeah. your car chief yeah
2: so uh on that note let me uh bring this up on my computer yeah and uh on my computer it says that uh jgr i guess all
1: the teams was it all the teams everybody except suarez
2: okay so three of the four cars uh what do you call that an l1 penalty
1: yeah issued an l1 penalty those three cars were the cars who were sent to the back of the field on sunday for having what uh, i believe it was a splitter
2: too low or so i've only got i've only got uh eric jones's uh violation here and i love this it's sections 20. <laughs> 4. 3. A colon splitter note splitter did not meet rule specifications and for those that aren't mechanically inclined, it's that little strip of metal or plastic that's on the very bottom of the fr- uh, front, of front the bumper. Front bumper. So anyway, the penalty is uh, crew chief Mike Wheel Wheeler.
1: Wheels. That's all. Danny Hamlin's crew chief.
2: He's been fined twenty five grand. Wow, oh, that hurts, man.
1: <laughs> that's not a good midweek thing to wake up to, huh?
2: Yeah, and then the poor car chiefs. You know, they're the ones.
1: Get out of here! You're he, gone.
2: He's been suspended. He gets well,
1: well, you know what? Now he gets two he gets two weeks off though. Think yeah. about that. That's not a bad little gig.
2: So he's he cannot go to Sonoma. Uh they don't have a race this coming weekend, so he can't go to Sonoma in two weeks.
1: Well he can go, but he just has to drink wine the whole time, which again <laughs> it's not a bad gig. <laughs>
2: so anyway, uh you know, that's the nascar arm the long arm of the law reaching in there and if you're gonna you know not be right if the car's not right then you're gonna pay the price and boy did joe gibbs racing ever pay the price yeah no kidding wow
1: and, and and they weren't even great on Sunday. I mean, you didn't really hear. And It, it, it was a Ford show, so it's not like they – I mean, Kyle Busch even said it. He didn't even think they had a – they were like the fourth fastest car. So, yeah. I mean, and, and you never heard from Hanlon. You never heard from Eric Jones.
2: Well, let's go to uh, Michigan. Let's all go right. back in the time machine, go back to Michigan. The, the Irish, Irish Hills. Elves, yes. Yeah. And uh, what a weird race. Oh, my God. It was Strange. so weird.
1: All the drivers said that, too. They all got out and were like – this is really weird Lugano said he's like this is kind of a weird day It's just been a weird day all it was round. a weird
2: day even up to the uh point where it started raining mm-hmm. and the pace car came out and came down pit road <laughs> and, you know picked up the field came down pit road and half the field stayed on the track
1: kyle bush should have won that race <laughs> he was a car leading at the end that's what i said <laughs> So, I mean, how weird is that? It was weird, man. And, you know, the, I was listening on the radio because I was on the way home from North Carolina. I was listening on the radio, and about 15, 20 minutes before rain washed everything out, Rusty Wallace was on MRN saying, you know what, guys? The skies are clear, and it looks pretty good. I think we're going to get this whole race in. And everybody thought that. Yeah. And then, like, 10 minutes later, I, get, I go to the store, go get some from Winn-Dixie, get back in the car. Race is declared official. Clint yeah. Boyer won. It's over. What happened? It, I mean, it happened like that. Yeah.
2: Well, the the thing is, is that restart, on the restart,
0: mm-hmm.
2: on the restart, um, it was whoever led that lap yep. was going to be the race winner.
1: Well, my question was, I couldn't understand when everybody went into pit after stage two, knowing, looking at the radar, you're probably going to start again here why did no not as many people take two tires? I feel like Clint Boyer they rolled the dice and they had a win this year so they could roll the dice but why not one of those Hendrick guys? Why not a Chase Elliott or a Jimmy Johnson take two tires knowing that you probably only got a 5 or 10 lap shootout until the rain comes? Yeah. And and then once that rain comes it's over because there's no lights at Michigan so the, the second they lose that track who's ever winning, you won. Why not try that? Why not take a shot?
2: Well they did. The guys that took the shot, got the win. It worked out. Yeah. So uh now Clint Boyer, I uh, you might have a favorite guy, you know. Mhm. Uh most everybody has a favorite driver if you're a NASCAR fan, but Clint Boyer is like everybody's favorite driver.
1: How could you do not like Clint Boyer? Yeah.
2: So if your guy that you, you know, buy t-shirts for and all that, doesn't win and Clint Boyer wins, you still feel good. Yeah, he's no, that, I'm
1: okay with it. Yeah, yeah, he's that kind of guy. He's fun. I mean, yeah. man, he's fun to watch. He's yeah. fun to listen to.
2: Yeah. So anyway, uh, after he won the race, um, you know, he uh, went to the media, the required media session. Sure. And uh, so I grabbed this clip out of uh, a very interesting interview, post race interview. So Clint Boyer after winning Michigan, right now. Bob Pocker, CSPN. You said, uh, you kind of said
0: that you weren't going to beat the four car. So do you feel like you stole one today or? Oh, well, I beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Make no mistake. I beat him. No, it was uh... – it's just your friend, you know what I mean. I mean, it, that's the the guy that when I came into this sport at RCR and went to the first test, um, he's the guy that was there. You know, I had no clue what the hell I was doing, and he helped me um, get my feet underneath of me. I think he knew right off the bat that I was very green, and uh, took me under his wing and helped me out. and And he's the he's the, the guy right now. He's him and Kyle Bush are the two that are uh, that are shining the most, and and to be able to. You know started a deficit try to run that track bar up as far as it'd go because you know You're gonna be tied on two tires to try to hold on to that thing for as long as you can pray and for the rain This um, is what it took, you know But it took that gutsy call from Mike to be able to put me in that situation And then uh, to try to hold that greasy bear off because man he was coming quick See that don't you love that colorful language?
1: I'm going to call Kevin Harvick Grizzly Bear for the rest yeah. of his career. Old Grizzly Bear's coming.
2: Yeah, well, he was talking about the number four. That's Kevin Harvick for yeah. you out there that uh, don't have a roster in front of you. So, uh, anyway, Harvick has five wins now. Yeah. So, he's got five wins, the All-Star win. Uh he's been tearing it up and,
1: and Clint Boyer did beat him. I yeah. mean you look at those three laps after the restart, Clint Boyer had to fight back on the outside twice and hold off Kevin Harvick and and yeah, he as they say in the business, he uh, he will that sucker, grip and rip it.
2: Yeah. And I think the fact that uh their teammates
1: Yeah, it was fun.
2: Um Harvick was maybe a little bit more genteel with his teammate yeah. than he would, you know, maybe a Chevy guy. or Well, a, imagine
1: if Kyle Busch was up there. I'm oh, not yeah. sure Kevin Harvick lets uh, Kyle Busch clear him as easily he, as he <laughs> lets Boyer clear him.
2: So, anyway, the guy that made the call that you were talking about earlier, the two-tire call, yeah, uh, crew chief, do you know how to say his name?
1: Mike Bubaravich. Is that right? Yes. That's old Smoke's old crew chief.
2: Yeah. So, um, but Boyer calls him Buga. Yeah. Just Buga. Which is I cool. I don't think he can pronounce his name.
1: It's funny. I watched an interview with those two. They're polar opposites. I mean, Clem Boyer is is the furthest thing from like serious. Mm-hmm. Buga is. I mean, he's like deadpanned all the time. Like head head in a notebook, always eye on the prize. Right. I, they're polar opposites, which is probably why they work well so well together.
2: Right. So. Uh, as part of the uh, post race. They mm-hmm. brought Buga in. I'm just going to say Buga because cool. I can't pronounce his name I'm cool either. With that. I can't pronounce the basketball coach's name at Duke. Coach K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's what we call him. So uh, Buga had his say, and they they he, they were asked about you know the decision to do two tires. Yeah. And so this was uh, what he said.
0: <laughs> well. Uh... <clears throat> I would say everything prior to four laps to go we were watching the weather and you know, most of it hung around that 16 17 miles out Mostly to the southwest or the west in general and it just kind of would build and then break up and build and break up and never really got any closer So for the longest time I was thinking well, we're gonna run pretty far if not the whole thing in that third segment And uh, we're probably gonna need four tires at the end of the second stage and then all of a sudden with four to go, like to the Northeast, the cell popped up and it didn't look like a real heavy cell. It just looked like a mist kind of, well, exactly what showed up. But uh, I was thinking, man, probably a lot of these leaders are gonna do too, just to keep the track position they They gotta be seeing it too. And uh, so when we were coming on pit road, I was hundred percent sure two tires was the right call. Then we got about three quarters of the way down pit road. And I was just about 70% sure. And then we slid in our pit box. I was about 50% sure. And by then we were leaving and it was too late. So our bed was made. And uh, Clint asked, are we the only one on two? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, we're the only one on two. (laughs) But, uh, you know, he did a great job on that restart, holding off one of the best. Kevin, obviously, six wins this year. You know, one of the best in our sport right now. And, uh, you know, I I can't say enough about the great job that Clint did holding him off there. Just as much as important as making that two-tire call for sure. Bugger. Bugger.
1: That's got to be a tough feeling as a crew chief. Those situations where you got to look at the uh, the radar, you make the call for two tires and you look up and the fastest guy on the planets right next to you with four tires yeah. and you're thinking, "Oh my god, we need this rain to get here like now."
2: Yeah. So that's what made it interesting. Uh, I like those
1: races when yeah. when I obviously I want them all to be done and, and run to completion in that. If that race is run to completion, I don't think Clem Boyer wins cuz I think Kevin Harvick had the best car all day. as one of those. I mean, it was either going to be Boyer, Harvick, or or Kurt Busch, probably. Right. But it's fun when you got to have one eye on the radar, and it, it 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 does. It brings a strategy into it that you know, and at any moment, you know, we're racing for a win here.
2: The other thing about Michigan was the speed. Did were you keeping track of that?
1: Blazing fast.
2: Wasn't that incredible as they went?
1: The average speed is almost 200 miles an hour on Sunday. Yeah. In so race they, trim.
2: Yeah. So they they. Once they get out of turn two, or as they're going through turn two, they start building speed, and they don't let up until they get back to one. No. And they're up to, what, 215?
1: Yeah, like 215, 217 in the corners. Yeah. Is that good?
2: man that is fast i I gotta tell you that
1: i remember going to daytona and in the petty experience we were going about 150 in the corners and i felt like i was gonna puke (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's i mean that's unbelievable
2: yeah all right so anyway uh that's what you know we're gonna move on to our next segment now
1: eric jones time
2: eric jones all right You'll get that
1: big-time auto racing, Zach Dean. You know what you get about a week before or about a month before a race in Daytona? A lot of drivers coming to promote it.
2: Yep. So last week we had Chase Elliott here. Chase Bug. Yep. And uh, this week we had another young driver. I think they're the same age.
1: Probably close. To, yeah. uh, Chase may actually be one of the few people he's a little older than. But yeah. I know that they're right around, what, 22, I
2: yep, think? Yep, right around there. Um, so Eric Jones, Eric with a K. Uh, he came to town, and um, I had the opportunity. Uh, well, first of all, at the Speedway at, near the Toyota injector—I
1: hate how they call it—the Chevy engine, <laughs> the Exalta injector, the Toyota. Yeah. What? 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 What does that mean?
2: That means that Toyota pays a bucket load of money to have their name on that entrance to, to the stadium.
1: Well, and you know they got to pay a lot of money because you can see it from the uh, from the street there. You see yeah. all the Toyota cars up on the side of the track almost. Yep.
2: And um, they also Toyota. I think it's Toyota. At night, mm-hmm. they play audio like there's a race going on. Really? Yeah. So if you ever drive by there at night, open you, the windows, turn the volume. Yeah, on. you can hear it. Cool. You can hear the announcers. I like that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the speedway was kind enough to give me some one-on-one time with Eric Jones okay. today. And so uh, this was my little sit-down interview with him, uh, the driver of the number 20 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota. Cool. Uh, uh, this is Godwin Kelly, uh, Daytona Motor miles, with Eric Jones at Daytona International Speedway. Eric, great to see you. Uh, thanks for the ride. I have to change my pants when I get back to the office, but I, I do appreciate it. Um, uh, some people like Daytona, some people don't like Daytona. Um,
3: Daytona I, I think it's it's hard not to um, not to like it just from the, the history perspective of the track and what it's meant for NASCAR and what Daytona's meant for NASCAR um, for me every time I come here I, I I'm thankful and honored to race it at this track you know every time I think every driver wants to win in Daytona um, no matter if it's the 500 or, or the 400 we come back here for every driver wants to have their shots gone run well and have a shot to win so for me I've always uh, always just really respect to the place whether um, super speedway racing has, has been good to me or not you know I think you have to have respect for the track uh, qualifying
2: for the 400- is that going to be like really important to get in that
3: first twelve? Uh, I think it's becoming more and more important at Daytona and Talladega with the cars as hard as they've been to drive this year on super speedways. Um, passing was a little bit tougher in the 500 and a little bit tougher at even Talladega here a couple months ago. So qualifying well is going to be important, and, and not only for the, the sense of the cars being challenging to drive and, and to get track position, but as well as um, you know just staying up front, and staying out of trouble. When you get towards mid-pack and these early races it seems there's more opportunities to get involved in incidents or anything else so it's, it's important just to stay up front and, and try to stay out of trouble. All
2: right and I get a lot we get a lot of readers that ask uh, questions like if Kyle Butch is winning races and why isn't Eric Jones winning races and it's kind of hard to explain but can you kind of explain it?
3: Yeah, it, you know, it is tough to explain without getting super in depth and in detail. But obviously, we, we do have the same resources and equipment at our at our disposal. It's just a matter of the way every every team uh, is using them. And you know, you look at Kyle. And he's just—he's a very talented driver. Number one, he's very good at what he does. Um, and him and hit him and Adam have a really good theme going on. Him and his crew chief, and, and they're able to really use the resources well and, and take full advantage of them. And um, you know, me and Chris are still trying to get into our groove and figure out exactly what we need our cars to do to be uh, successful week in and week out. We've—we've we've done a good job of putting together cars with good speed. We just need to put together the rest of the package, and that's what—that's what Kyle's done a very good job of this year. He's, he's qualified really well. He stayed up front. He's had good pit stops and not ever put himself back in the pack and, and put himself in opportunities to have to try to gain a lot of track position. So I think that's really important this year. It's been been track position and staying up front more than the last few years at least, and um, and they've done a really good job of just staying ahead of the game on that.
2: I've got a, I've got a ton of respect for your car owner Joe Gibbs. Um, what does he What does he bring to the table for you guys? Because the years he's put his arm around After his drivers and he's had these talks and <laughs> one of those
3: coach talks yeah <laughs> yeah he always has uh, you know some kind of talk with you uh, you know whenever I think he seems fit and um, you know for me he's always just making sure that you know that I realize it's, uh, that he's got my back and JGR is in full support of, uh, of what we're doing and is going to do whatever it takes to uh, uh, whatever we need to do to be better or faster or whatever else so, so coach has done a nice job in NASCAR I think of really taking somewhat of a football mentality and bringing it to the sport and And he just does a really good job of of putting the right people with each other. You know, He does a good job of pairing drivers and crew chiefs. He does a good job of pairing pit crews with teams. And he's able to really uh, work hard on the people side of things to make sure that things are are getting done and things are getting done properly. So I think that's the thing that he's done a very good job at for a lot of years and is um, at least what I've seen from my short time at JGR.
2: And one last question Uh, going into this year. Everybody's talking about the young guns. Yeah. Is like the old guys. You know, they're closer to my age than your age. What's going on with that? Is that just their experience at this point?
3: Well, it's a variety of things. You know, I think um, you, you look at uh, Stuart Haas, who's won a lot of the races this year, and they they're really strong right now. They've got great race cars. They've got great drivers who are, are are veterans have have had a lot of experience in the sport and are really able to take advantage when they have race cars like that. So I think it's just to, it's a variety of factors, but I think that's a big one right there is that the veterans and the cars are in, um, they just all really got it clicking and really have it going on right now, and they're able to, to really take advantage of that. So it's, uh, it's a lot of factors, but definitely having good equipment is, is, um, has been a big help. Just promise me you'll listen to Daytona Motor Mouth's podcast at some point
2: this year. I can do that. All right, I can do so that's Eric that. Jones, this is Daytona Motor Mouth, Scott
1: Kelly from Daytona International Speedway.
2: All right, so that's Eric Jones, me, and Eric.
1: <laughs> Godwin and Eric.
2: Me and Mr. Jones.
1: Godwin and Eric. That sounds like some sort of failed sitcom.
2: We had a thing <laughs> going on. So anyway, Eric um, took me on uh, a truck ride behind the injector. They have a little
1: that uh, was course. That him.
2: Yeah, they, they put me in a 4x4 four four Tundra. And uh, then they also put me in a car with him it was a camry like a real souped up slick camry man yeah and they had this little jacana course you know what that is nope all right so it's you take you he blasts off he takes a turn like super fast and then there's these pilings that he swallows through Mm -hmm. and then he backs the car up into this open area and then comes out like really fast backwards and turns the car around
1: yeah i actually know now that you say it that's what i did with it. i did it with matt tiff a couple of years ago when he was here promoting something ahead of speed weeks and it's uh it's it's cool it's something i could never do yeah so i, I can't even back my car up in a parking space
2: out there anyway it was funny because i didn't I, I didn't expect the g-forces yeah and i had i was holding my gopro <laughs> and I'll have a GoPro video up of this thing uh, later today. But it was really funny. It's like, oh, this isn't too bad, Nini. Does that <laughs> spin? And I'm like plastered against the door. So uh, anyway, good times. Good times with Eric Jones. So we got to move on to uh, our next segment, Mr. Dean. It's
1: waving. The green-white yeah. checkers are waving. Yep. Let's go.
2: All right, green-white checkers. Um, First off, we have some business.
1: Is this my, is this promo yeah. time? Yeah,
2: this is, the news journal's running a contest, and you can win all kinds of wonderful things.
1: Now first, let's say it's for next month's race, which we know is a firecracker and a Pepsi and the Coke 400. Right. This year, it is the Coke Zero Sugar 400 right the sugar is important that's zero right. sugar although i thought the coke zero was implied that there was no sugar i guess now they're just telling us there's zero sugar in yeah
2: it. they're spelling it out
1: so now this this uh, contest that we're running in the news journal is called the coke zero sugar picture it challenge right so basically what it is is every day today through june 20th that's next week so the whole next week's worth of papers right yeah it's next wednesday you got to look for what's called the Coke Zero Sugar Picture It Challenge ad. It's an advertisement. It's got a picture, and you got to guess what the picture in the ad is basically saying or what it's portraying. So how you do that? You go to newsjournalonline.com/slash-contests, and you or you stop in old like you know old timers stop yeah. in and, and come to the front desk and say this is what I think it is, yeah. and you enter what you think the picture is trying to say. Now, if,
2: uh, just for the people that want to come and get an entry. We're at 901 6th Street in Daytona I had no idea. Beach. Thank
1: God you know that.
2: 901 6th Street, Daytona
1: Beach, right off of Nova Road. Okay. So either going to come to 901 or go to newsjournalonline.com slash contest. And if you're one of them, they're going to have three winners. So they have these packages they're going to give away for all the winners. You could win tickets to the Coke coca-cola firecracker 250 that's the xfinity race on friday you can win a uh, couple tickets to that plus the uh, cup race on saturday you can win cup tickets to the cup race on saturday tickets to the cup race on, or the xfinity race on friday and what the, what they're calling a swag bag i don't know what a swag bag is but you want a swag bag as well plus a hundred dollar gift certificate to rock to rock bottom brewery Oh my God! Yeah. I don't know what a swag bag is, but I know what a hundred dollar gift certificate, well, a, certificate is a, to Rock Bottom a Brewery.
2: S- swag bag would be your uh, like model car, your T shirts, your hats, you That's know, cool. all that kind of stuff they sell outside. So there. you
1: can win a lot of tickets, a lot of prizes, it's, a lot of gift certificates I, just by guessing what this what this picture
2: is saying. You're talking about hundreds, if not thousands, yeah. of dollars in prizes. And there's
1: going to be three winners. So three winners. If, you, if if you get it wrong, or, or if you're one of two people to get it right, you're going to be in there.
2: All right, now here's the really exciting part because you listen to to Daytona Motor Miles. Yeah. You get a clue to what's in the picture.
1: The clue for 613, that's the picture that appears today, is this. Are you ready? Okay. Doing this has everyone on the edge of their seat. Doing this has everyone on the edge of their seat. That's the clue.
2: That's the clue for the picture That you need to guess what it
1: is. What it's trying to say. Right. Doing this has everyone on the edge of their seat. Okay, one more time. How do people enter? Newsjournalonline.com slash contests. You go there, follow the steps, enter what you think it is, or 901 6th Street, Daytona Beach, Florida, 32118, which is the News Journal office. You come in, come to the front, And uh, I guess ask for myself or Godwin, and then we'll try to help you out from there. Or just come in here and start yelling down the halls what you think it is and hope that someone hears you. I don't know. But that's it. That's the contest.
2: Okay. All right. So everybody jump in here. Get in the contest. Um, I know that in the past we've done these, and the people that have won these uh, tickets are really happy. They're really good seats. And uh, it's almost – like being a vip almost yeah yeah i mean it's almost a vip experience so i urge everyone to get involved in this and uh you know give us your uh answer to the to what you think this picture is
1: which by the way i know what the answer is because it's in the email Uh,
2: don't don't give it away otherwise we're going to be they'll march us out of here the texas rangers will come (laughs) get us
1: Before we go, I didn't know if you saw it. I tagged you on Twitter, and you didn't listen to me. You didn't respond. Did you see the picture Ryan Blaney posted last night? No. Him and Chase Elliott are off to Dublin. (laughs) It was a picture of Chase Elliott in the seat on the plane next to him with, like, a a neck pillow on and all this stuff, getting ready for a long flight. Remember last year during the off week where they went? Yeah. Amsterdam. Right. This year they're going to Dublin. So Chase and Ryan's Adventures 2.0, which I'm excited to see. Yeah, I –
2: I wonder if they're going to – you know, last year they were kind of quiet when they went overseas. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, social media. I wonder if they're going to up their game a little bit here since they're going to the uh, Emerald Isle.
1: I just hope they never get wifed up because I love seeing the bromance. (laughs) Well, they're so young. They're 22. I mean, they're, they're they're. This is like what, what it's like what Junior did during his this, his bachelor. This is what time. you're supposed to do yeah. when you're
2: a young guy and you got a little bit of money. You're supposed to you know do fun stuff.
1: As opposed to young guys who have no money who get married at 23, or yeah. 24 like I did exactly. Yeah. but you love, different lives, man. You love your wife. And I do, we, and she's a wonderful girl. Is that it? No, one more. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end on a
2: clip. We're going to, well, we're not going to end in, but we're going to do this clip because I love this guy's voice. Trace Atkins was the uh, uh, Grand Marshal at Michigan. And before the race, they brought him in. And I was just, you know, I was scanning through clips. Mm -hmm. And. His voice is just so cool. Yeah, that—that's the only reason we're running this. Cool, it has very little to do with racing.
1: Just to have a reason to it's listen just, to Trace Atkins. It's voice. just the the cool
2: factor. Yep. Are, we, it takes Daytona Motor Mouse up a notch because mm-hmm. of Trace Atkins. Welcome, Trace. Tell us, tell us about it, Trace. Noise. <laughs> uh, yeah, always enjoy coming to the racetrack and. uh just the uh the atmosphere and the experience of it it's just uh you know the for people that have never been to a race or been in the infield or down in the pits or whatever i mean it's it's you can't uh, you can't imagine what it's like watching it on television so any anytime i get a chance to come to the track i look forward to that and this was perfect uh, we played down the road at Firekeepers last night and had a great time it was a good crowd and then here we are today and I don't have to work today, so I'm just going to enjoy myself. Can you give us a little sneak peek, or have you been practicing with command how you going to have the drivers start their engines? Uh, uh, I haven't been practicing, but I kind of know what I'm going to do, so uh, it'll uh, it'll probably be deeper than anybody else has ever done it. (laughs) As our producer just pointed out, the reporter that asked the question it's because of trace atkins voice the reporter sounds like he's nine nine or, nine or ten infant yeah.
1: yeah love trace atkins gives you chills mm. listening to that, that he... that's like that's a man voice oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. If, that, if that's a man voice then none of us are men no we're not we're not not like trace Atkins.
2: great vocal cords <laughs> great vocal cords okay so uh wrapping this up here uh you got the contest we talked about that um your questions uh we started this thing several weeks ago uh hashtag hey willie uh ken willis will answer any question you have on nascar life cooking um you know how to get that uh that uh military grade uh, sheet on your bed you know <laughs> he he knows all the answers yeah,
1: yeah he's so, a bucket of wisdom That's so it happens when
2: you're 90 on twitter uh hashtag hey willie ask a question every question we get he answers there's we don't do any editing any question that comes through the pipeline goes on the air here so cool all right so anyway, that's it for uh, this week. Uh, this is Godwin Kelly, and that's Zach Dean.
1: And uh, we'll see you next week. See you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.